Bangor Worldwide has been promoting and supporting World Mission for over 85 years. Our podcasts are free of charge. You can find out more about us at www.worldwidemission.org. We hope you enjoy this talk. We will lay on the altar this evening and as a result of this week that we spent together. And what's it worth to follow Jesus? And, and how far is too far when he went that far for you and for me? More than conquerors. Uh, in a few minutes I've got with you. You know where that comes from, Romans 8. Who shall separate us from the love of God? Shall trouble, or hardship, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No! In all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen? Great verses. And we are more than conquerors. And you've just seen uh, one film that's actually the shortest film, this whole DVD. There are 13 films on it that go with the 13 chapters of the book I've written on radical living. Those of you here two nights ago, you'll have uh, heard more of of my, my, my heartbeat, really, my passion to see the body of Christ. All of us live like we believe it's true. So stop just talking a good game. And uh, we are more than conquerors, aren't we? But that's verse 37. And verse 37 comes the other side of verse 34. Trouble, hardship, persecution, famine, nakedness, danger, or sword. And we can't settle for a soft sell of the gospel, which is largely, hopefully not what us this evening, but largely what the, the Western gospel has assimilated and imbibed and settled for. And it's a consumer gospel seeking all blessings at no cost, emphasizing happiness above holiness and uh, health and wealth as God's great gifts. And, and it's, it's, it's twisted and it's not right. And if we are going to change this nation and the nations, we can't afford to settle for that. And uh, now, the other night, some of you came up to me afterwards because you knew my story. And uh, there was time was, time was short last time as it is now. And you said, God, Simon, you've got to share the story of, of how you ended up out where you did in Burundi. And uh, but basically, uh, for those of you that don't know, and I shared it last night with the youth, but most of you guys went to the youth last night. But why did I end up in Burundi? And I went there because when I was 24, I prayed a prayer, which maybe we can pray, we can finish with tonight. To me, it's the most logical prayer in the world to pray if God is real. And that, my prayer was this, God, I, I, I don't want to settle for the safety of existing. You know, Mark to me talking on your God is too safe. And I was saying, God, I don't want the safety of existing. I want the adventure of living. And how many of us here are going to settle for the safety of existing? Instead of launching out into God's purposes, the adventure of living. So I said, God, I will do anything. I'll go anywhere. You make it clear. And I was on a, the conveyor belt to success and affluence. I was in a pucker job making good money after university. And everything was hunky-dory. But I, was, I knew there was more. And so that was my prayer, 24 years old. God, I have no girlfriend. I'll do anything. I'll go anywhere. You make it clear. And I said, I don't want security. Because security is a mixed blessing, isn't it? Because when we're secure, then we don't need God. Isn't that right? Mm. We do like security, don't we? So that was my prayer. God, I'll do anything, I'll go anywhere. You make it clear. I took time out from the job as a Bible college for that year. For that year, I said, come on, Lord, take hold of me. Second last day of Bible college. And, and my prayer wasn't being answered on my time, on my schedule. And I was railing at God. And everyone else had their security lined up for the coming year. And it was the second last day. And I said, come on, Lord, answer me. And I got this scribbled piece of paper. Ring this number. I rang it. 
up the number. This bloke said, we've got to meet. So we met now the last day of Bible college. And, and I looked across and didn't know, have a clue who this bloke was. And he said this, I believe God sent me to you. And you are to go to Burundi and be involved in youth and mission and evangelism. And that's, as he was talking, my heart was going, God, is this what you've kept me for? So I said, all right, thanks, weirdo. I'll think about it. I'll be spiritual and I'll pray about it. And I went back to my job. They kept my job open for me. I was there in front of the computer. And you have to know that Burundi in 1998, uh, eight, nine was the most dangerous country in the world. And I, I said, okay, God, if you want me to go to Burundi, that's going to mean leaving family, friends, career, security, everything, going to a place where I might get killed and where people have tried to kill me. So I want a radical sign right now in front of the computer to justify such a radical change of career. And I didn't wait long. And having prayed, God, give me a sign about Burundi. I took a phone call and a voice on the other end, out of the blue, said, do you know anyone who wants to work in Burundi? Now that's off the wall, isn't it? And either I'm lying to you, and I suppose I could be lying, uh, but you see the pictures of me there in action. And uh, So either if I'm not lying, then that's a coincidence, and could be, or hopefully you'll agree, that was a God incident. That God looked down and he said, there's my fickle little duffer, Simon Gilbert. And uh, yeah, he's got his issues, but he wants to change the world. And so I'm going to use him as someone who is not safe. He doesn't want to play it safe. He wants to embrace the adventure of living instead of the safety of existing. That's my story. That's the part of my call that has led to 10 years of, you know, maybe a couple of hundred thousand people coming to Christ in the last 10 years. It's not about the numbers. It's about all of us here responding to God's call to faithfulness in our respective fields. Surrendering our whole lives. Putting your, your, your life on the altar. Like that woman, she sold her life as a slave woman. So that other people could hear the message of Christ. That film's not an endorsement of slavery. Don't, don't get it wrong. The point of that film was, was, was to say, how far is too far? What, what are we surrendering? Or are we playing it safe? And God's going to call you tonight to a new level of surrender, particularly as, as Mark talks. And, and I hope that the result is that we will get out there and change the world. In Bangor, in Belfast, in the rest of the land, this continent, into the nations. And I'll do it out there. Let's all of us do it to wherever he's called us. In the last couple of minutes, I've got just a few stories. By the way, this is very topical. This, is, this, this man, uh, he's pulled back his trouser leg and shown me uh, the scar on his leg where he was blown up and left for dead. And this is back in 1999. He was a rebel, a nobody, called Peter Hunanziza. Hunanziza means, uh, means good news. Peter, good news. And so he was blown up and left for dead. And he lay there for four months and he didn't die. But he had a vision of Jesus during that time. He gave his life to Christ. And then a pastor came from the capital, found him in the bush and prophesied over him that one day he'd become president of Burundi. And in August 2005, Peter Good News became president of Burundi. And he was sworn in for a second five-year five year term just two days ago. So I'd love us to pray that this second season will be uh, better than the first one, which has been full of you know, uh, corruption and all sorts. But please pray for Peter Good News. That would be a real blessing. Some other stories to, to, to build and encourage our faith. We, we reach out to Muslims. At the turn of the year, the third most senior Muslim cleric in Burundi came to Christ. But this is going back just a couple of years now. And Christian, is, he was a Muslim himself in his picture, but he'd come to Christ. And, and a Muslim sheikh came to, came to Bujumbura preaching Islam from the Bible. That's why we need to know our scriptures, because it's very compelling, isn't it, when Muslims quote the Bible out of context. And this guy was doing it and seeing many people come to Islam. And yet Christian stood up during that meeting. And he said, what you're saying is wrong. 
That guy had preached Islam in 15 countries. He's like a mini Billy Graham of the Muslim world. And, uh, and so Christian challenged him openly amongst the several thousand people. And that guy, they had a bit of a ding-dong. And that guy wanted to meet up with him afterwards. They met up in secret and Christian led him to Christ. And by the time now the Muslims wanted to kill him as an apostate, we had to hide him. And by the time we smuggled him out of the country, he got home to Dar es Salaam, Tanzania, where, where his home is. And his wife had left with everything and his son was dead. There's incredible cost for our brothers and sisters as they seek to follow Jesus. I mentioned Ines for the other night. Uh, just to remind you, can you pray for him? Today, 600 evangelists are in Burundi going through the bush, casting out demons, healing the sick, getting their heads kicked in, seeing many people come to Christ. I, w- I would expect that today 3,000 people will come to Jesus. We'll have come to Jesus in Burundi. It's mind-blowing. 26,000 came to Jesus in two weeks last, uh, last year, and, and they're just going out there and doing it. So for the next 10 days, will you pray for Onesipo and his team? That'd be fantastic. Uh, I'm just looking at the time, seeing it's pretty much run out. Uh, this is my colleague, and uh, in terms of urgency, I was talking about the urgency of, of the news. She's a beautiful Pentecostal lady of faith, men, and her husband who was an SU volunteer, a scripture union volunteer with us, he was taken to the side of the road and he had his head blown off for being tall. So he's from the wrong tribe. And, you know, she's a widow. There's no security system out there, social security system. She's got four kids. She exudes a peace in Christ. Now, my, my sense of urgency as, as, as an evangelist really is, you know, her husband was ready. So we're assured of where he is. But what about the six men that were killed with him? Were they ready? Because if they weren't ready, where are they now? And we believe in life before death, don't we? So Jesus comes in and he heals your marriage. He brings restoration relationships and meaning and purpose and fundamentally deals with your sin issue and guilt. He restores you into relationships so you can fully live here. But also we believe in life after death. And it's not one or the other. They both go together. And so if people reject Christ, then they will face a Christless eternity. They'll be separated from God forever. Jesus said, whoever believes in me has eternal life. Whoever rejects me will not see life. For God's wrath remains on him. Paul writes, he'll punish those who do not know God and do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. They'll be punished with everlasting destruction and shut out from the presence of the Lord from the majesty of his power. Ouch, that's heavy. Now we know that God wills that none should perish, that all should be saved. 2 Peter 3.11. So that's the urgency. So this convention is not about us filling pews, is it? It's about us getting re-energized and re-envisioned and motivated so that we get out there with a God who is not safe, who is not respectable. I'll call it a day there. Lawrence of Arabia said this, everyone dreams, but not equally. Those who dream by night in the dusty recesses of their minds wake up in the day to find that it was vanity. But dreamers of the day are dangerous people, for they will act out their dreams with open eyes to make it happen. Well, what may we tonight tomorrow, Monday morning, get out there with a very unsafe, undomesticated Jesus. Praying, God, I will do anything. I'll go anywhere. You make it clear. And live in the power of the Holy Spirit to see his kingdom come. Amen. We trust you've enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to make a donation to support the work of Bangor Worldwide, please visit www.worldwidemission.org slash donate.